0: There are banks and accountants to tell us how to invest our money. Judaism tells us how to invest our time. That, according to Ramban, Maimonides, is what Rosh Hashanah is about. The shofar, he says, is God's wake-up call. Without it, we can sleepwalk through life, wasting time on things that are urgent but not important, or that promise happiness but fail to deliver it. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are festivals that ask us how have we lived thus far? Have we drifted? Have we been travelling to the wrong destination? Does the way we live give us a sense of purpose, meaning and fulfilment? Judaism is the satellite navigation system of the soul and Rosh Hashanah is the day we stop and see whether we need to change direction. Time is short. Down here on earth we only have one life to live and unlike money time lost can never be regained. Judaism is the world's oldest and most elaborately refined time management system designed to ensure that we live for the things that matter that bring meaning and value and joy. Here are some life-changing principles I've learned from our faith offered in the hope that they may help you as you reflect on the year that has passed and the one that is to come. Number one, give thanks. Praying, we give thanks to God for all we have and for life itself. This may sound simple, but it's life transforming. It makes us notice what otherwise we would merely take for granted. It helps us see that we're surrounded by blessings we're here, we're free, we have family, we have friends, we have opportunities our parents did not have and our grandparents couldn't even imagine. Yes, we have problems, fears, pains, but they can wait until we have finished giving thanks. And once we've given thanks, our problems seem a little smaller and we feel a little stronger. There's medical evidence that people who have an attitude of gratitude Live longer and develop stronger immunities to illness. Be that as it may, the psychological evidence is incontrovertible. Giving thanks brings happiness, even in hard times. Number two, give your children values, not presents. Presents give delight for a day, values bring happiness for a lifetime. Give your children materialistic values and you will spoil them forever, nor will they thank you for it in later life. Give them ideals, teach them to love, respect, admire, train them to take responsibility and to give to others. Help them be at home in Jewish life and let them give you Jewish pride and they will grow in stature until they walk tall, proud of what they are and thankful for what you help them become. Number three. Be a lifelong learner. Learning Torah will exercise your mind and keep it young. It'll stretch your soul and give it strength. Virtually all the classic texts of Judaism are today available in English translation. Better still, learn Bechevrutah, with a friend, so that you can each be the other's personal trainer, helping one another to spiritual health. Even better than that, learn with your children. Daven with them. Send them to a Jewish school and let them teach you things you didn't know. Help them to climb higher up the Jewish ladder than you did. That is parenthood Jewish style, and it's one of Judaism's most glorious insights. Number four, never compromise your Judaism in public. If you want your children to stay Jewish, be consistent. Don't keep kosher at home, but not outside. Don't have a simcha in shul and then a non-kosher function elsewhere. Because that gives children a mixed message. And children respond to mixed messages by concluding that you can't be that serious about Judaism, so why should they? Consistency matters, not just within the family, but way beyond. Non-Jews respect Jews who respect Judaism. Non-Jews are embarrassed by Jews who are embarrassed by Judaism. Those who make sacrifices for their faith usually succeed in passing it on to their children. Those who don't often don't. Number 5. Forgive Emotional energy is too precious to waste on negative emotions. Resentment, grievance and hate have no part in the inner life of a Jew. In chapter 19 of Vayikra the Torah says don't hate your brother or sister in your heart. Don't take vengeance. Don't bear a grudge. Those who forgive travel more lightly through life, freed of the burden of feelings that do no one any good. Number 6 Don't talk Lashon Hara. The Talmudic sages define Lashon Hara evil speech as saying negative things about other people, even if they're true. They were harsh about it, regarding it as one of the worst interpersonal sins. Those who speak badly about others poison the atmosphere in families and communities. They undermine relationships and do great harm. They say, but it's true, forgetting that Lush and Horror only applies to truth. If the allegation is false, it's called motzi shem ra, spreading a bad name, and is a different kind of sin. Then they say, but it's only words, forgetting that in Judaism, words are holy, never to be taken lightly. See the good in people, and if you see the bad, be silent. No one whose respect matters respects those who speak badly of others. Number seven, keep Shabbat. If Shabbat had not been created somebody would have made a fortune discovering and marketing it. Here is a one-day miracle vacation that has the power to strengthen the marriage, celebrate family, make you part of the community, rejoice in what you have rather than worrying about what you don't yet have, relieve you from the tyranny of smartphones, texts and 24-7 availability, reduce stress, Banish the pressures of work and consumerism and renew your appetite for life. It is supplied with wine, good food, fine words, great songs and lovely rituals. You don't need to catch a plane or book in advance. It's a gift from God via Moshe and for more than 3,000 years it has been the Jewish private island of happiness. To get there, all you need is self-control, the ability to say no to work, shopping, cars, televisions, and phones, but then everything worth having needs self-control. Number eight, volunteer. Give of your time to others. There's no greater cure for depression than to bring happiness into the lives of others. Visit the sick. Invite someone lonely to your Shabbat or Yom meal. Share your skills with somebody who needs to acquire them. Join one of the many outstanding organizations in the Jewish community. Hebrew has a beautiful word for such acts, chesed, meaning love as deed, love as kindness. The great Jewish psychotherapist Viktor Frankl used to say, the door to happiness opens outward, meaning that feeling low often comes from feeling alone. Bring the gift of your presence to someone else and you will no longer feel alone. Number nine, create moments of joy. It can be as simple as a walk on a spring day or watching an internet video of an old song that brings back memories or paying someone an unanticipated compliment. Yes, there's a place in Judaism for Osher, Ashrei, happiness, but the key positive emotion in the Torah and the Book of Psalms is simcha, joy. If du et Hashem be simcha, serve God with joy. Happiness often depends on external circumstances, but you can experience joy even in tough times. Like sunshine piercing the clouds, joy liberates the spirit and breaks the hold of sadness. Let yourself in Wordsworth words be surprised by joy because joy means opening your soul to the radiance of life for refusing to let age or time dull your sense of wonder and number 10 love Judaism was the world's first and is still the greatest religion of love love God with all your heart soul and might love your neighbour as yourself love the stranger for you were once strangers love is the alchemy that turns life from base metal to gold, that etches our days with the radiance of the Shekhinah, the divine presence. True happiness, whether in marriage or parenthood, friendship or career, is always the product of love. And where love is, there is God. For when we love others, God's love flows through us. To live, you have to learn to love. Do any of these ten things and slowly, gradually, you will begin to notice a change in your life. You will be less pressured, less anxious, less hurried and harried. You will find that you have time for the things that are important but not urgent, which are what you most neglect now, and the result will be more satisfaction, fulfillment and joy. Your relationships will be better, especially in the home. People will respect you more. You will feel yourself blessed. This may or may not add years to your life, but it will certainly add life to your years. You will then feel to the full extent what it is to be written into God's Book of Life. So I wish you and your families a shana tova Umetuka. May this be a sweet and blessed year for us all.